0: Praise the Lord, YouTube. This is uh, Brother Philip coming again this week for this week's uh, lesson on Pentecostal podcast. This week I'm going to be talking about the title is going to be Breaking into a Prison. So I'm going to be talking about prisons that were in the Bible and um, just examples of prisons and the meaning of prison here is a building for the confinement of persons held awaiting trial, persons sentenced after conviction. And also the second meaning is any place of constraint or involuntary restraint. So even if you're not in a physical building, you could still be in a prison. So physical prisons uh, or spiritual prisons, they both exist. So this is going to be a, a two-part lesson actually because I I thought it was going to end up being a a little shorter so I'm gonna have all the Old Testament topics this week and then I'll have all the New Testament topics on the next one so uh, the purpose is to list from the Bible the prisons explain them and explain how to escape (laughs) Some, some of the versions of escape are not going to be good, you'll see that. Explain why we as Christians shouldn't worry if there are prisons. We don't, and there's also going to be prisons we don't need to escape. There's going to be prisons that you should probably be in if you're a Christian. So, and then there are some that we can't escape. <clears throat> so do you, this is probably a pretty odd title, breaking in to a prison. So I just wanted to catch your attention. This is just as much about breaking in as breaking out. So again, I just, catching your attention, I'm going to be talking about physical and spiritual prisons in this lesson. In 1 Corinthians 10.13, it shows a way of escape. Here's what it says. There is no temptation taking you but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted, above that ye are able, but with, but will, with the temptation, also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. So that's just saying that there's always a way of escape. No matter what you're going through, the prison, the hard times that you're going through, God makes a way to escape it. You don't just have to live through it all the time, so... Now, a prison can be any place. It doesn't have to be a building. So, I just wanted you to say that because mention that because there's definitely prisons in the Bible that are not actual buildings. So, the first the first prison I'm going to talk about is Joseph's prison. Actually, it's the very first prison mentioned in the Bible. So, he was. Okay, Joseph, he was cast into this prison un- he was, and he was unjustly accused. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just doing everything that he was supposed to do. He was being a righteous man. And he was cast into prison because he was accused of adultery with uh, Potiphar's wife. So here we have from Genesis 39, 7 through 20. And it came to pass after these things... That his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master, what is not, what is with me in the house, <clears throat> and he hath committed all that he hath in my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me against thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? To even worry about consequences, he just knew it was wrong, so he left. <coughs> and it came to pass, when she saw that his, he left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of the house and say, spake unto them, saying, "See, he, uh, he hath brought in this Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice." <coughs> And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which the house brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out. And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife which she spake unto him after this manner did thy servant to him to me that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. <clears throat> and then just to paraphrase the rest of the story. Because it's like almost two chapters long. The story goes on to tell us that he was highly favored in the prison. He became uh, like right below the keeper of the prison. He was basically in charge. And there was a butler and baker. They each had a dream. They were the pharaoh's butler and baker. The butler was restored to his position as the... The butler was restored his position as the pharaoh's butler, but the baker was hanged and killed. <clears throat> After two years, the pharaoh had a dream. And then the butler told him that Joseph could interpret dreams. So, this was interpreted by Joseph to mean that Egypt would have seven years of plenty, and then it would have seven years of great famine. So I've already shown how Joseph broke in to the prison. He broke in because he was unjustly accused. But now let's see how he breaks out. So here we got in Genesis 41:33 through 40. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years and let them gather all the food of these good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities and that food shall be for the store to the land against the seven years of famine which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land perisheth not through the famine and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants and Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the spirit of God is? So Pharaoh was a a very ungodly person, he served multiple gods, idols, everything. And but he still noticed that the Spirit of God was in Joseph. I just find that to be really impressive. So and Joseph or and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath shown showed all these things, thee all these things, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. So let's look at this. Joseph's breakout would not have occurred if he wasn't living for God. If he wasn't being righteous, it would have never occurred. He was a righteous man. He was unjustly accused. So what... And he wasn't bitter about being imprisoned. He just allowed God's Spirit to move when he was there. Whatever situation he was in, he he was satisfied with it. He just did his duty. Being unjustly imprisoned provides us with a leadership opportunity. Not only in the prison, but also when we get out of the prison. He was a leader in his imprisonment. He was a leader outside of his imprisonment. So I think that's very impressive because when someone's in a prison, spiritually, physically, it's hard to be a leader. But he was able to do it in both situations, in and out. Let's not stop our walk with God in this prison. The prison of injustice. But let's continue but continue, because the breakout provides victory, blessings, promotions, it provides everything. What is the, the New Testament version of Joseph? I don't know if you know, but Jesus Christ is the closest example to Joseph's prison. He was unjustly accused, he never sinned. He, he had victory after death, after his prison prison his prison was a cross after his prison he had victory over death he rose from the death he rose from he rose from the dead he ultimately let us have salvation so he he had the same type of thing he as joseph being unjustly accused a sin uh it never shows any of joseph's sins so Yep, that's the example from the New Testament. It'll be next week. So I'm going to go on to Samson's prison. Samson's prison was his own doing, unlike Joseph's. He went after ungodly women, which ended up being his downfall. So his, his own sin got him in his own prison. <clears throat> so Samson breaks into his prison by his own sinful life. Let's take a look at some of the things in his life. So before Delilah, which was Judges 16, Judges like 14 and 15, the Spirit of God was with Samson when he was fighting the Philistines. He was actually trying to be obedient to God at one point in his life. But then when he was drawn away by his own lust after Delilah, chapter 16, she pressured pressured him into giving up God's gift in his life which was his strength. So you can't let these worldly pressures, <clears throat> worldly sins, make you give up on God's gift. That's what ended up happening to Samson. So we got here in Judges 16, 15 through 21. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee, with thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with words, and urged him, so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart, and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I am a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak, and be like any other man. <clears throat> and when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. And the lord of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke up out of sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wits not that the Lord was depart from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. So his sin put him in the situation. This is, not, this is not a prison that a Christian should ever put themselves into. We shouldn't put ourselves into these sinful situations that God isn't pleased with. You're, you're going to end up going into a prison of your own making. This is the, not... It could be physical too. It could be physical or it could be spiritual. Your spiritual walk with God could highly decrease and you could end up being out of the church. You could actually... Have problems with the law and go into a physical prison. So this is a prison made of our own lust sins. Lust and sins. This is by not following God's will for your life. God's will for Samson here was to never cut his hair. That was his one that was the one thing that God wanted him to do to keep to keep this blessing on his life. And he couldn't do it. He let a lady take control of his life. So let's look at how this prison ends here in Judges 16:28 through 30. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. <clears throat> and Samson took hold of the two pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up. Of the one on his right hand and the other on the left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the Lord and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead that he slew at his death were more than he slew in his life. So how does he break? How did he enter the prison? He entered the prison by his sins, he exited the prison by a death. So what does that tell us? The only way you can exit a prison of sin is death. Spiritually, it's eternal death. Physically, it can be an actual physical death. But in spirit, in, in a spiritual prison, it's it's eternal death. Let's look at the scripture here <clears throat> in James 1:15 and when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished it bringeth forth death so this is a prison that a christian definitely should not be in and he, he put himself in his own situation so let's you know let's continue walking with god and let's continue pleasing god like joseph here <clears throat> you know joseph mostly typifies jesus christ So, and he had a promotion in the prison, he had a promotion out of the prison. That's very, very, very impressive. He couldn't even be better inside of a prison. So, the other prison that is in the Old Testament, doesn't actually say the word prison, is when the Israelites were always under bondage. They were under bondage because they broke into this prison. They break, they broke in because they were disobeying God's word. They broke in because they were disobeying God's commandments. The only way they ever broke out of these prisons is when they cried to the Lord. They cried out to God. They repented. They prayed. They started following God's word again. They kept going back and forth throughout all their history in the Old Testament. That disobedience is going to put you in the same place. It's going to put you in bondage. It's going to put you in spiritual bondage. It could put you in physical bondage. So those are two prisons that we can't be in. We can't be disobedient to God. We can't follow our own sins. We need to start learning how to be righteous in all situations. So next week I'm going to continue... Uh, all the New Testament examples of prisons I have John the Baptist, I have Jesus Christ, and I have kind of an overview I have I'm gonna try to do all the apostles at once <laughs> so um three examples next week as well as this, as I had this week so all right God bless I hope that this lesson um, really touched you and really showed you things that you shouldn't be doing things that you should be doing so God bless. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Pentecostal Podcast. Like us on Facebook, Pentecostal Podcast. If you need a UPC church, United Pentecostal Church, you can search one for your area, upci.org. God bless. Have a good day.